Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 460. Oh my gosh, an even number. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I just can't wait till nine more episodes and then... <laughs> 69! Uh, that's the number. That's the fun number. <laughs> we're going to have you, it. You are all children. It's going to be all sex comics. That's all we're going to talk about. <laughs> That is not who we are. We are we are above those kind of jokes. Untrue. So untrue. I can't no. wait for the name of that episode too. You better it's gonna be planned. We're gonna have to do research for it, you know. <laughs> do market research polling, see so what everyone prefers. Oh god, that's gonna be way more work than what we do, which is just have fun and drink beers together and talk about comic books, uh great ones that came out and uh listen to this one because it's uh, another great uh, a humdinger. Episode. Of an episode, mm. might I say. Yeah. A lot um, of variety, too. Dinger. Not a standard uh, episode. No, Do we say, have a No, I want to say episode? this is a standard episode, because it was a good one, and that is our standard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally a, a standard. Yep, agreed. I reviewed a novel. Good. Yes. A book with oh, many pages totally and no pictures. Totally changing what this whole podcast is about. So grab a cold one to find out all this rambling that we're talking about, and enjoy our new title podcast, Drunk on Novels and Games. you'll be happy to know that uh, you have a fan out there. I do. Yes. So I was chatting with one of my buddies this weekend and just telling him kind of how our dynamic between us is. Okay. It's like more than friends, but not relationship. It's just a, a great chemistry mm-hmm. of nerd and love of comics. And just explaining that, he goes, yeah, you can tell she's having fun. Her laugh is infectious. Which, A, then I know he's listening, and also it is true, so. Yay! Now you're going to have to change your laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, never mind. She wouldn't be able to, though. Like, I can see her starting the podcast and trying to do some sort of joke laugh. You do it for my actual laugh. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) She'd make herself laugh just so simply. Yep. (laughs) You know what? Being easily amused in life is like. A great benefit. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, I don't, it's just my antidepressant. I'm just amused by everything. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very much nice. better than being amused by nothing. Yes. Right? Right. For sure. Talk about depressing. Now, it has gotten me in situations where I think something is funny and nobody else does. Eh. Which is always a little bit of a... Poo-poo on them. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, people just kind of look at me and roll their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one of those people. Yeah. Well, Linz, I'm glad to have you in my oh, life. Oh, thanks. He's been really... Mu- I think he's dying. Who? Tony? Oh. He's been real mushy lately. It's just been two weeks and... <laughs> two weeks since... Oh. Since, since we recorded. Yeah. 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 Tony was... and I don't really communicate. It's funny because we are, like, 
super close friends, but we don't really communicate outside of the two hours that I'm here every week. I mean, literally, I was going to text you the other day, did you see Black Widow? And I'm like, but I'm going to see her on Monday. I'll just ask her that. (laughs) That's, you know, that's kind of how, I think that's just how Tony operates because I see Tony more often, Mm -hmm. but we don't really even talk outside either. Our text messages will be like, hey, did you watch this? Yeah. That scene was dope, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's like the conversation. Or share a meme and... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. But I think it's probably the same reason, right? I'll see him at D&D. I'll see him at Kickball or, you know, Why waste time texting? Yep. Yeah, I hate texting. Well, I think I texted him a week and a half ago to to check his kickball schedule. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was it. And then it literally ended the conversation with like, nope, okay, thanks. (laughs) She doesn't care about her kickball team. (laughs) She wanted to know when we'll be at the park so she could avoid it. I have, times. A, I have a friend who also does the kickball, but it's at a it's at Riverside. Oh. So I was just trying to see if you guys played in the same. So I could come, like if you ever played each other, I could come and root for both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad that I did not show you my tie-dye uh, effort before recording. <laughs> I heard that the boxed kits did not turn out well. Not really. And the only thing that did was when I just put concentrated dye on that I didn't know I was supposed to. Oh, you didn't water it down? But it was, yeah, but it was just yellow and that turned half mine yellow. So I redid it, but I chose red and red turns into pink on the white part. So I have kind of a yellowish reddish shirt now that Hey, it looks... And here's the thing. The first time I twisted up, did it, like, real tie-dyeing, which I don't fucking know how to do. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm like, screw that. I just took it and just started, like, going around <laughs> and, like, making a spiral. It. And it's like, that's that's tie-dye-ish. Did nope. you post some of these, <clears throat> these shirts on your Facebook? No, I'm oh. embarrassed. People will see them on Wednesday. Don't hey, worry. I'll maybe get... you could show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get make sure to get a team. Be like, Tony, team picture. And I'll get, like... Zoom in high def on yes. everybody's shirts just to compare. One of one of our guys did it perfectly, and it's not as bright and vivid as you would hope, but it at least looked like mm-hmm. it's tie dye. Yeah, so yeah. we have one person on our team. No one else in our chat. Only like three people out of like the twelve posted what they looked like. So I can only assume they're all. Do you not like Google how to tie dye like five year olds tie dye shirts? I think it was just the quality of the stuff that they used ended up being junk. And, and it's, it, it's hard. Okay. <laughs> right. oh, you do tie dyeing. Uh, Connor has done tie dye, and we all know he just got his driver's license at eighteen. So the kid's not like launching anytime soon. <laughs> True. He's following the Tony way of life, I think, is what's yeah. happening here. Pace. <laughs> Steady pace, right? No need to rush. <laughs> oh, well. Anywho's. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about Skybound. The book or the publisher? I mean, the both. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Skybound, the publisher... Uh, came out with Skybound, the book, number one, celebrating 10 years of storytelling. Now, what's great of this is right away in the first uh, page, it goes 10 years, and it goes, technically, it's 11. But with the pandemic and everything uh, they had yeah, planned yeah. last year, uh, that doesn't count. So this is their 10-year celebration. I didn't look too much into it of how long it's going to be, but they are talking about having five... Uh, five-day celebration 
spanning Comic Con 2020 last year. I think it's going to be different weeks that this book's going to be coming out. So, and I do know that they have a story that's going to be running through all of them, but this is kind of a, um, not what ifs, but some of them are what ifs, some of them are background to different stories, just everything that's part of Skybound. And so the first one uh, within here that they said they're breaking up over five issues, that's what leads me to believe that this isn't going to be an ongoing thing. Who knows, maybe it very well could be as a stepping stone for different artists to tackle some of these already properties, but it's Rick Grimes 2000. So it's revisiting The Walking Dead. And this this is this is such a fun, and some of the other uh, ones in here is Ma uh, Manifest Destiny uh, story, okay. uh, Clementine from The Walking Dead uh games okay uh has one which actually i'll briefly talk about that right is now that the too. telltale yeah ones? yeah and there's also an ultra mega story in here which was also ultra kind of nice mega which i've been reading so i do enjoy that one but it it gave it said it was the true story of the ultra mega but so is this know. basically just like a collection of hey everybody on the team let's write some cool stories yes. into a, yeah so it's, yeah it's not like all explanation it's just a hodgepodge of Yes, but Different like with, with the with the Clementine one in particular, uh, titled Clementine Lives, those are ba she's in the game, but she's never had a true comic book. This is her comic book debut. Yep. And at the end of this story, which is a small little sweet story, you know, um, in the pages of this, it was explaining how coming next year, uh, she's gonna have they're making three graphic novels that's gonna follow Clementine. So. The first one's going to come out July 2022. And so, these are all continuations? From yes, the from, from the... And, and as they were saying, you know, there's certain things in those games where you make choices. They're kind of like having to obviously choose pick to... Yeah, 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 pick one and kind of go that route and then where it goes from there. So I think that's interesting. I do love The Walking Dead universe, which is primarily why I picked this up for the first story, which again... It, it has Rick Grimes waking up. Well, there's alien... Or, so there's zombies and everything, but then there's alien ships. Oh. And then it shows him waking up almost kind of like the pages of Walking Dead number one in a right. hospital. But you know this isn't a hospital. This is... He's on an alien ship. Yes. Is he missing a leg? No, it's just covered underneath oh. the sheets. Well, that's deceiving. However, he does have... He is... Still oh, he's missing, missing his arm. Pain. Okay. So this is also, I don't recall where, they said this is coming out of issue number 75, <clears throat> um, which I don't remember aliens, but I also do know you... that Kirkman has stated as a joke that... The that virus was from, from was alien. an alien And I don't virus. know if that's where they're talking this comes from, because again, uh, there is... Uh, people that are in this and i'll kind of explain how they come back that i think that's the whole thing because they are now saying that is the whole reason that the walking dead they've did that to eradicate everyone and now they've taken a few people and brought them back to life but to make them kind of super powered to then harvest the water because that's what they're after because aliens need water and that's why they're on earth so that's kind of the basis for this but him waking up in this ship Finding a superhero suit and then falling through, 
you know, down to earth where there's zombies at. I'm already in for this because it's so drastically different, <laughs> but I'm okay with it because it's again, it's the creators having fun. So I have and, an answer for you okay. on issue 75 because um, I know how to use Google. Uh, <laughs> so there's an alternate non canon ending to issue 75 in which Michonne hits Rick over the head and he wakes up. Oh, uh, for reasons unknown, Rick explodes. And wakes up at a scientific infirmary. Rick notices his missing hand has been replaced with a robotic one. And then this picks up from that. Okay, I don't remember so it's that like split timeline. at all. But then again, that's ages ago. Michonne can hit a guy so hard. <laughs> he explodes. He explodes that that actually explains timeline. the line that she goes, sorry for hitting you. So <laughs> this comes right after that. <laughs> now... Again, as I was saying, some of these are continuation stories. Some of these, like this, is like a out of left field. But you get to see other people come back from the dead. Um, one of it, and again, it's been so long, I forget who some of these people are. But Martinez, who was part of the governor's group, who was going to warn the governor um, and bring him back to the jail, but Rick killed him, and so <laughs> Rick goes, "Oh, and Martinez." Awkward. And then the dude goes, no, man, I was going to do that. I was going to bring him back. But he did that anyway, so I kind of have mixed feelings about the whole thing of you killing me and all. But, again, it's just showing people coming back. And then you see a lightsaber, and you know who's going to be wielding a sword. This yep. Michonne. Yep. And that's where I'm like, this is so nutty. It's just out there <laughs> of the funness until, with without giving away, then that happens. And I'm like oh, shit, again, this is like The Walking Dead where anyone can die, and the governor is back. <laughs> and it's like, this is so great. Uh, Lori is also back. So, again, they're just kind of, let's let's just have fun with this. Right. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, again, I already kind of said some of the other the stories in here, uh, but this one's going to be, again, an ongoing one where the other ones were all their short stories and that. So... Uh, I didn't give away too much of this. I'm just saying it's fun as hell. So I'm very happy with the Skybound X number one book nice. from them. I have uh, two others that I want to kind of quick talk about. One is Red Sonia, black, white, and red. Okay. So as you could guess, that's going to be one of those books that... Is Red, Son is Red Sonia a DC book? Or are they just copying uh, DC? No, they're um, Dark Horse. Okay. Yes, they are Dark Horse. Is Dark Horse owned by DC? Or no, it's Dynamite. Sorry. Okay. Why am I thinking Dark Horse? I don't know. Anyways. It seems, she seems like she would be Dark yeah. Horse. So this obviously is, everything is red and uh, black and white, but red. And obviously her hair is red, <laughs> so that's going to be a predominant thing. Now... There were some stories where I'm also, you know, expecting a lot more blood that I'm like, where's all the blood? And right when I'd say that the next page then shows someone getting gutted, mm. I'm like, there it is. But then it was a little bit of time until there was more blood. And then in the last story, they made a blood monster, which was just perfect. Because then it was this giant red gorilla blob looking thing, which was really great. Oh. But ultimately, Weird. the second story is where I... I just found the artwork just beautiful because it just starts off so subtle until she takes off her um, 
her cowl there and her hair just is just bright yeah mm-hmm. um and that one uh, was pretty much just my favorite just because of the artwork alone i mean they're all small stories but that one was by amanda uh debert and cat stags and uh yes that one was great and i just wanted to briefly say that again this one felt like it was only a one shot too where everyone other the, of these things are ongoing yeah. multiple ones that I feel like we don't need these all the time but I do enjoy them because I, I keep reading them mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I want to see how people do the art in that way and uh, last for me is Ordinary Gods number one this is coming out of Image and partly anything so I've talked about this numerous times. I love anything time travel, aliens, giant mecha. Mm-hmm. But I also read comic books if it has the word God in it. Sure. Because those... So I bought this, and I haven't read it yet. But I also bought it for the exact reason that you're stating, because I read it and I was like, well, this kind of reminds me of Wicked and the Divine a little bit. It does in some senses, too, if you can think back to that. So I love Kyle Higgins as well from some of the stuff that he did on uh, Power Rangers and everything. So I love him as a writer, so I'm also there for it. Uh, it it starts off just so confusing, and it ends even more confusing within the middle kind of explaining what's going on in this world. But it was so mind-boggling. Uh, one of the big things is there are gods, and there is a world of gods that... I really thought was kind of interesting how they broke up this land. Each of the gods takes a territory, and that territory kind of has a thing, uh, you know, strength or like love or inspiration, you know, so the people passion. In, do the people in these areas embody that? Yes. So there's so I'm very interested in the love district. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a savagery one where you know they kind of briefly talked about some of these realms these lands here it's all you know held by the one king and rebellions happen and how do you rebel against the gods those always get quelled until you finally get some of these better gods who oversee their land to kind of come up with a plan and that's where everything kind of then starts hitting pace for this book and i just really thought it was a unique interesting you know, there's, there's some things in here that you're like, I kind of have seen that maybe before, mm-hmm. but there was just a lot of unique things, um, the way they're setting this up. I have no clue, really, what's even yeah. going on. It was almost like, you need to really explain what just happened at the end of this book. It's not even a cliffhanger. It's a, what the fuck just happened, but interesting enough. Like, awesome. I'm there for it. I can't wait to read it. So... That was my review without really going into it, because I don't want to spoil it for you. Thank you. You should have told her just what happened in the last three pages. Well, you know, I don't (laughs) actually really care if things get spoiled, because I'm totally the type of person who's like, if I know that you've seen a movie and I'm watching it with you, I will spend the entire movie asking you what happens next. I'm one of those people. So, But we don't want to spoil it for our listeners. Nope. But Anthony, what did you got for this week? You know, in the spirit of mixing things up, I read a novel. So I finished the book two of that series I was talking 
do you know what podcast you are on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like to. That's that's. We're not why. drunk on novels. We're not Don. <laughs> Don. <laughs> Maybe we could be Don. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a Don. You know. Um, it, it but you know it's in our general comics fantasy that kind of realm. So. You know, it's not like I read a self-help book this week and I just wanted to bring some advice in for everybody. No. Um, so this is books two um, of the series I've been reading. Uh, it's actually really good. So it's called uh, On the Shoulder of Gi- Shoulders of Giants, uh, or sorry, of Titans. Uh, it's by Andrew Rowe. Uh, <clears throat> it's one of the, uh, I'm trying to remember what the series is called, but basically... Uh, pretty clever magic system. You turn into a teenager, you go into this giant spire, you do what's called a judgment, and either you die in there fighting monsters, or you, you know, sufficiently demonstrate your talent and ability, you know, and ability to get through the challenges, and you're given an attunement. It's just basically like a rune that appears somewhere in your body. Where it appears gives different things, but overall, it just. Uh, basically grants you magic the ability to cast spells um so the second book one of the things that's really interesting the first book kind of just explored him he's like a high schooler right so he's like they're like 16 ish the main characters um they're starting their first year at like magic high school is basically what it is harry potter Um, yeah it's uh way worse than uh uh hogwarts was hogwarts is much kinder to its students than this one is um, students frequently are heavily injured and, um, just so happens that during this, there's like, the, the cool thing about it is yes, it's teens, right? Um, but I think one thing that does maybe a little bit better than Harry Potter is that kind of like underground plot, right? You know, the Harry Potter thing is the impending war and this, it's kind of this, uh, plays with the politics of the different factions, uh, there's different countries that are at war. There's factions within each country, and there's a lot of politics. There's a goddess who supposedly gives everybody power, and then she's got these visages that are like lieutenants that kind of just police the areas. And they're strong enough to literally, if they, if you piss them off enough, they'll just roll up into your town and literally just d- destroy the whole thing hmm. and then just roll out and be like, no one piss us off again, and they just kind of disappear. Um, <clears throat> but the biggest thing, I think one of the bigger things about this book is they really explored kind of the characters themselves instead of just them getting powers and talking about the powers, which is more of the first one, right? It's building a universe, right? How the powers work, here are the characters. Uh, it actually explored a lot of the characters themselves and like their interactions. Um, and I thought it actually, so this book actually has many LGBT characters for something like this, right? It's not just standard. It's a white guy who's the hero, right? And he has a white girlfriend, right? They don't, they, they give a little bit of skin tone. They kind of just ignore that completely for the most part. That's good because then they can cast whoever they want in yes. the movie. Yep, and uh, <laughs> and no one will bitch about it. <laughs> you could, I think, there is like one character they give him kind of like a Middle Eastern, um, go, you know, and he's taking the art authors taking some elements from real world as far as like. Uh, different countries and stuff but uh, the main character uh, and what's also cool about it is that the main character starts out there's zero romantic interest so he's comes from a you know in the first book he's it's demonstrated that basically his brother dies in the tower 
And so his father wants him to become like the new head of the family now. He's the younger brother, but he basically abuses his son, right? His anger at losing his eldest son leads him to basically push his youngest son further than he should. It get, ranges into abuse. His mother has left partially because of his father's anger there's all this stuff she didn't take the kid with her she did not take the kids well, with her left him, yeah left him behind <laughs> i'm out of here kid you're on your own <laughs> um and it basically makes him emotionally stunted yeah right so yeah, yeah. he he actually he's introduced to a sister and it's likely and this is early in the first book but he's introduced to a sister it's like you know a i guess bastard child right it's not okay. they don't have the same mother did they make out first no Star Warsian sort yeah, no, of way. No Star Wars no. thing. Uh, it also helps that just like shaking his hand, uh, like paralyzes him because of like the human contact. He just hates uh, human contact, right? Okay. And so, what's interesting though is because there and he's approached. That's why I really like the book. He's approaching a lot of like complex issues, right? A child of abuse. You've got. Um, he actually ends up getting asked on a date by another character who's male. Um, and so he's like, uh, he kind of like responds. He's like, I don't even think about romance in general, let alone this. But he kind of explores. He's like, I actually like this guy. And then in the society we have, uh, uh, gender identities and stuff are just chill with everybody. So in the second book, they uh, introduce a character who Utopia is of the future. <laughs> <laughs> the character's non-binary, so it ends up being like a pseudo mentor. Kind of helps them out with some stuff. Um, but, and they actually explain it. They have one character from another country who comes in and they, he basically was like, wait, what do you mean by they? Right. Cause in the book, the characters always use the, they, them pronouns for this one character. And it's not so much, and it is kind of clever how they did it too. It wasn't so much that they were like, oh, I want to be non-binary. They're actually, uh, they worship or they kind of like follow one of the visages who has the ability to appear female or male mm. and often switches, right? And so in following that visage, they also kind of employ it. So very clever use of it. It also, you know, isn't dominating to the story. And I, I thought it was like the way that is perfect and I wish we would treat it like in the real world is when the protagonist is explaining to this other character about the, you know, his gender choices, he's like, um, I, we call him they because they just, you know, don't care about a gender. And he's like, oh, okay. And it's just done. And I was like, oh my God, that would be so much harder They didn't in real have life. to spend 50 pages explaining to the old person in the room <laughs> yeah, why that's a thing. It's literally one page. <laughs> they explain, oh, this is why we call them they. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. You know, and characters are just kind of free to explore. And it, I like it because instead of the book being, right, you don't have Daisy Sues or anything like that where just one character kind of sucks and everyone has to rescue them. Every character is useful and they kind of have to overcome legitimate challenges. So really cool book. Really, I won't spoil too much because there is some cool twists in it, but really clever magic system. And this one, they kind of dig in a little more into how the magic would work. I think you would like it, Tony, because I know you love your he magic systems. Read books without pictures. Um, I That's could not true. I could download some pictures for him. I mean, it's been a while, but <laughs> but I know you love clever uh, magic systems, and this mm -hmm. one's actually really clever, right? They actually introduce, they call them sorcerers, but they're non-attunement magic users, right? So they just use raw mana from the air and then do spells differently. But they can be more powerful, but it's also more difficult. And the people who get attunements, it's like they kind of explain it's almost like a. Uh, training wheels for magic 
as you get your body gets more accustomed to larger and larger quantities of mana in it, you unlock powers and abilities with it. And you can get more than one, and there's just all kinds of stuff. So Sounds cool. Highly so this is it. the Arcane Ascension series. There you go. Thank you. Yes. I Googled it. Um, I am on book three, so I finished book two this week. It so- it's got to be popular, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know. I mean, I would think so. It has all the stuff the, I would expect. The covers of these books are real, like, nerd. Yeah. Centric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and this is coming from a nerd, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, you, like, they're not, they're really not catering to, like, a mass audience. Like, they know who their readers are. Yeah, it's, uh, the, this one has got a guy wreathed in flames looking up as a guy wreathed in like lightning is coming down to yeah. attack him. It's all really kind of like D&D meets Final Fantasy sort of art. Yep. <laughs> so yep. if you're into those things. And he actually um, also has a spinoff book. So the character who comes in from the foreign land is possibly not even human. They haven't really explored what it is. But he has like this whole past of the six legendary swords, like the six most powerful swords in the land. And he has experience with them. And so the side book is kind of the stories that he tells um, in between book two and three uh, while they're on a train is basically what happens. So pretty cool. Also, it's uh, I've been listening to the Audible because I, too, do not read books unless they have pictures. <laughs> Unfortunately, Audible is not a sponsor of Drunk on Comics, so we don't have a code to give you. <laughs> I've heard that if you sign up for an Audible account, you get your first download for free. Yes. So, <laughs> but I paid for it like a peasant. Uh, and, uh, but it's uh, voiced by Nick Podell, who is a Kalamazoo native. Nice. Um, and he, I basically just follow whatever books he voices. Some of them do are bad oh, because the book's bad, but a, he's uh, very good. Voice talent, fanboy. Yes. Wow. Yep. Uh, actually, Those are a, rare. A friend of mine, I, this was random, a friend of mine plays board games with them and i found out and so when i picked up this book i was like hey if you see nick anytime soon let him know i just read this and it's his uh you know pronunciations and voice acting are dope (laughs) does he do do voice like voices he does like lady voices guy voices i like it when they get Um, into it he has a very wide range of potential voices so i can't wait till our next D campaign when anthony starts dming hear his voices yeah this wednesday i start record it yep and so you know, so we can play snippets like on the back end of the podcast. I'll, maybe I'll set up streaming. I'll see if I can get my tablet to work well with it. It tends to drop packets, like eighty percent of packets, so it's really choppy. I was really trying to think of some subtle way to have you be like, "I'm sure listeners want to know what you have in store for that group there. Why don't you tell us what they're going to be fighting?" Hint, hint, wink, wink. Oh uh, yeah, so Tony can find out two days before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will say this: uh, we did our Stack session zero at the end of our last session. And I have to applaud them because I gave them a list of options to pick from. Like, how do you want to start your new story with your new characters? And they chose uh, criminals. Okay. So our other characters basically did a prison raid as part of our quest. And these characters are all characters who got out in the commotion. And it's going to be a real challenge for me because not a single one of their characters is nice. Well, they're all evil, right? Are you, no. No. They're in, they could have been imprisoned for anything. Political okay. enemies, whatever. But all they right. all turned out to be total assholes. 
Yeah. And so it should be very interesting how they interact with each so other. So none of them are lawful good, I guess is what I'm Not saying, even right? close. <laughs> Not even close. I don't think I have a single good. Yeah. Neutral, you know. Neutral. And if, even if it's neutral, it's chaotic A lot of chaos, yeah. yeah. and I was like, oh my See, God. See, I know a little bit about Dean. So I, I basically have to manip- grab them by the balls immediately and manipulate them to get them to work together. Don't kill each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's also a snake. You got to point that out. Snake? Yep. Snake guy. Snake guy? Yeah, he's yeah. like a uh, snake-human hybrid, but closer to human. So, you know, snake eyes and, like, scaly skin, but still legs. Ew, uh... Do you have a tail or no tail? Oh. No tail. No, no tail. Oh, right. well, there goes any selling point to that character. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have him make some pact with a demon lord down the road just to get the tail. Part of Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> Play G.I. Joe's. <laughs> All right. Imagine if I try to talk like a Cobra Commander. <laughs> You're going to need to bring a breathing <laughs> yeah. mask. He, he needs to, you have to force him to like hiss all of his... I had thought about that too. I, there's no, I'll do that for like a minute and then just forget. Yep. Everyone should ignore him if he doesn't talk like yeah. that. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did They're you like, say? Oh, was this inner monologue? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to, he'll like look up and be like, I'm never using S's and letters ever again. <laughs> all right, Linz, what'd you read this week? Okay. So, what are the perks of this job, in air quotes, um, because we don't get paid. I was like, wait, we're getting paid? No. (laughs) No, we do this out of the love of comic books and hanging out with each other. (laughs) Um, Sometimes uh, writers and artists gift us with their books so that we can read them and, and kind of weigh in on them. And we were gifted a book called Alice in Leatherland. Um which is uh, published by Black Mask. <clears throat> if you've listened to Drunk on Comics in the past, you know that I love Black Mask, and I love almost all of the comics they put out. They're just such a great company, and they put out some weird and wild and fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so this book was written and drawn by Iolanda... Uh, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your last name. Zan Fardino and uh, Alyssa Rambali, who are a real-life couple. And they, uh, I think, kind of did this as, like, their COVID project, right? Oh, okay. Because they, I'm sure, were stuck in a place together. And rather than maybe killing each other... Express your frustrations <laughs> on the page. They made beautiful art. <laughs> so, um... I'm sure people also listening to this podcast think Lindsay doesn't ever read anything she doesn't love. Lindsay loves every single thing that she reads with like the burning passion of a thousand suns. I'm waiting for you to be like, I read this and I hated it this week. (laughs) And that's not true. I read a lot of things that I don't like. I don't talk about them because I don't want to waste the energy on talking about something that I didn't like. Is that why you don't talk about Transformers? (laughs) (laughs) You've been reading it this whole time and I didn't know. She's ne- she that's actually the one comic she's never missed for every single issue. Um so I read the first four issues of this book. The fourth issue is not is out next week. So by next week I mean today is July. What's the date today, 12th. guys? 12th? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm lost on my dates. Mm-hmm. So next week from today. Next Wednesday. Um so I'm not going to spoil anything on that issue, but I 
before I review it, I just want to urge every single person listening to this to fucking read this book because it is just so fun and so cute. And it made my heart feel real good when I read it. But also, like, you read it and you can, like, see yourself in the comic book, even if you're not, don't have the same sexual preferences as the characters or if you're a male because almost all of the characters in this so far are female which I love um but it's just it's a really well-written book so Alice is this woman who lives in the small town outside of Yosemite National Park right kind of like uh, live in the 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 mountain west lifestyle right loves the little town Mm -hmm. loves her girlfriend like is just living this kind of like fairy tale sort of i love my life existence writes fairy tales for a living that get published through a publisher in her town and her friend robin is kind of like this badass chick who decides she's gonna move to san francisco and become an artist for a company and stuff like that so she's leaving Alice is staying. Alice is... She's trying to convince Alice to go with her. Alice is like, nah, son. This is my jam. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm living the life I want to live. Like, you may want to go have adventures in the big city. This is me. This is what I love. But then she goes to surprise her girlfriend before, like, her soccer game. Yeah. I I saw those pages, and that was... Oh my god, it was so heartbreaking. Like, instantly, I was like... Is this, like, friend-girlfriend or date-girlfriend? Girlfriend-girlfriend. Girlfriend-girlfriend, okay, yeah, yeah. So she goes to surprise her, and she goes... Can't see her on the field, so she goes and checks in the trailer, and she peeks in, and her girlfriend's making out with somebody else. (gasps) Which, in and of itself, is terrible. But then she, like, flips around so she can't see her and calls her, and... The girlfriend says something like, it's probably the pain in the ass again. Or something like that. So, like, instantly, like, and this is, like, just a couple pages, and I'm already instantly, like... So the first villain is introduced, got it. Oh, my God. I'm already... And I think the thing is, is the general cheerfulness and optimism and kind of innocence of this character just really makes me relate to her a whole bunch. So, when... Because she seems, like, very kind of positive and things like that. And I often find myself thinking, like, I bet you my raging optimism annoys a lot of people. I'm sure it does. My boyfriend hates it from the time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, they they just can't handle, like, the... Someone who's always looking at the study side of things. Unbeknownst to you, I've read your whole comic. <laughs> I just haven't talked about it. <laughs> Is it because you hate it and you don't want to write it up? Um, so, like, she decides to... Very brave of her is, like, instead of, like, thinking that she's going to work it out with her girlfriend or confront her and, like, try and save things, she's just like, fuck it, I'm going to move to San Francisco. So off she goes to San Francisco. Um, where she decides she's not going to move in with her friend who has moved there, even though she could. She's going to find a place of her own, mm-hmm. which is very hard Yep. in San Francisco. And expensive. Very expensive. And it was kind of cool because they show her searching for the places to live, and it's like, it'll list it, and it's like way out of your price range. Don't even think about it. In your price range, but no one should ever live here, sort of things. She finds one that's like kismet, and 
gets there and her new roommates, their jobs are as like doms. Okay. So they don't necessarily work out of their house, but they do kind of work out of their house. <laughs> so she gets there and like one of the, one of the, I, I don't want to say slave, but like servant sort of people answers the door and then, like, there's people in masks and just all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But then the guy takes off his mask and he's like, oh, hey, you must be the new roommate. And it kind of really plays into that, like, just because somebody's a dom mm-hmm. as their job, they're probably, like, super cool, nice people. This, this is giving me, like, the what what they do in Shadows feel, where, like, a new vampire comes just like, hey, welcome, vampire. You know, and it's yes. like, oh, they're not terrifying at all. Yes. They're, like, this. they turn out to be, like, the sweetest, most protective like, she really fell into, like, a real sort of ideal situation. Mm-hmm. But you get, you get, she's very uncomfortable with anything outside of the norm. So, like, the whole idea of the dom-sub thing is kind of, like, too much for her at first. Um, her roommate helps her get a job, and it's at a sex shop. Okay. And that is real sort of outside of her wheelhouse as well and you can tell just in her face that she's embarrassed by the whole thing um the girl robin who had moved to san francisco ahead of her is very sort of like the have sex and forget them leave sort of type like don't spend the night at my house i'll call you if i want to see you again sort of people and she meets her at a, a pride rally and all these people keep coming up to robin like kissing her and being like hey girl what's up and like very clearly that Robin enjoys lots of sex with lots of different partners and that makes her uncomfortable as well. So she's definitely conservative when it comes to the sex stuff, which is a great thing to put in a book because most people think of gay people as being like wildly sexual. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't cause I know plenty of them, but and... that's because you, but Hey, don't well, bring okay, your wokeness. Okay, okay I know what you're okay. saying. The yes. most other people yes. that don't actually know. Yeah, Thank I, you. I, I, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And that's just clearly not true, as you know. Mm-hmm. They're they're still people. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, and there's different comfort levels. Just like with straight there's, people, there's yes. freaks <laughs> in all sexualities, and there's normal people. So I thought that was a really nice thing to to kind of play into in the book, and it also allows her to like kind of give her a way to grow into things a little bit um oh god this book is just so great so because she's a a person who writes fairy tales she is writing a fairy tale throughout this book um i like that when it shows up yeah. every now and then in a couple of the pages and it it progr- progresses progresses through the book and like as she experiences things in the book she adds it to the fairy tale and i really think that <laughs> I really think that they should end up publishing that at the end of it and for kids. It's such a great little kind of, like, narrative um, that they could put out. But... But what would the Republicans think? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing about this book that I really love is the the art is beautiful and the coloring in it is great because I think it's very sepia tone. Is that what you would say? Tony? Yeah, like the Mexican... Just, like old Mexican movies where they would yeah. be like very... Brown. Yeah, lots yeah, of yeah, browns yeah. and yellows and not a ton of, like, color outside of that. But I think that that helps with 
like really getting into the story and the while keeping the art still really beautiful because you're not distracted by like you're in a sex shop and look at all these colorful dildos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A sex shop is bright. <laughs> right. So I, I think that's really great. I was gonna say, are we going to talk about the the rules on profiles that they put in there? Because oh. I think they're all great, except for the dad jokes. I mean, <laughs> I'm I just think, kidding. No, it actually makes sense. Don't put those but in there. Are, there are some, because one of the first things that happens is, is somebody signs her up for a dating app so that she can get out there and kind of get over. And there is very nice rules. They are great. I would say if you're going to sign up for a dating app, buy this book and read through those and follow them. Well, I just, I, that the scenes with that, uh, I don't know. It, it tells a story in of itself within this overall story of how much navigating the stupid apps and yes. seeing, you know, an X on there and, yeah, and yeah. It's it's if you're a single person at all or if like you have recent memories of being a single person, this book will give you all of the feels because it kind of covers if you're the person who wants to give your heart away like fully and mm-hmm. completely, there's a storyline for you in this. If you're the person who's like don't talk to me after this. I will get a hold of you if I want to see you again. There's a storyline for you in this. Um, it's just a great little little sort of handbook on how to navigate through through singledom, I guess. Um, oh, God, it's just so So good. what you're saying is that we all could use yes. a couple dominatrix best buddies. Oh, I, I mean, that's for fucking sure. Yep. <laughs> These two people especially. Um, it's... It's a really great book, and I think that a lot of people would get thrown off on reading this because of the title, or because maybe they think that they wouldn't relate to the story, mm-hmm. and I have to say that I completely disagree. I think anyone could read this, unless they have h- hateful hearts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say that that's, one of the, that's the thing I picked up the most, because we talked about um, Destiny in New York, right? Yes. And where that one was kind of difficult, partially because there was, like, no male just characters in general right right? almost everyone was female and then uh the one the two kind of actual male characters were just kind of like not existent and it was just like it for as a male it was very hard to again see yourself in this right right, and relate to the book yeah you felt very observant like i was just observing everything that was going on so yes so in this book while it is like Heavy on the female characters, mm-hmm. um, having been written by women. Uh, it really explores less the idea of like male female and the idea of feminine and masculine. Mm-hmm. So even though you're a male, there's a character for you to identify with in here because there is a masculine character yeah, yep. in here. Um, so it's just, it's, I definitely highly recommend this. I read the first one and I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. And <laughs> if a book can make me cry within the first like three pages, then I'm totally in for the rest of my life. So highly recommend, definitely check it out. If your comic book shop carries black mask books, then you, they should have it there, but you can get it through requesting it through there, but they also have it in Comixology and I'm pretty sure you can go to the black mask website and get it from there directly so check it out and then let me know what you think because 
if you don't like it, then we we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is a test. This is a test. This is a test for sure. All right. Well, some news this week uh, is the big reveal at the end of Black Widow when uh, her eyes open from the bottom of Vormir and uh, her coming back to life. Yep. And uh-huh. okay. Um, I think he was waiting for us to stop him, and we're both like... He's no, 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 no. Keep going. No, I'm going to let him sabotage no. him. <laughs> that's, throw... that's all I had for <laughs> a lie. I'm going to let him throw away our friendship live. <laughs> no, I will... I'm not going to say much about the movie. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll just say there there were parts watching it that I... I knew where the timeline was and where this falls in between the movies, but that I just totally forgot oh she's she's dead, dead. yeah she did so i'm like thinking oh no how's she gonna get out of this one? Oh my god she might die <laughs> but then like and uh, that was like i felt better mm-hmm. because then really like the suspense was there of like what the hell uh it was amazing um florence is my new favorite oh, god, I love actress uh she has probably one of the best some of the best lines in any marvel movie uh, this is definitely up there, uh, top. Did you watch Midsummer? Yes, I did not think that it was the amazing movie, but it was beautifully was shot. Great in that it movie. was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I love some some Florence Pugh. Yeah, and I'm glad that Pugwa. Pugwa. <laughs> she's good. Uh, she's a part of the. And again, she uh, me going into this. Natasha's never been my favoritist of the Avengers, the Avengers yeah. or just in comic book in general. She has always felt kind of like we need a girl on this team. Yeah. But this really Which like sucks. changes <laughs> my mind on a lot of things. It was great. Uh and then uh Yelena um also was like secondary also not liking just under Natasha because it's like she's Natasha too, but mm-hmm. no, it this the movie characters have totally Made me be like, all right, if they show up in the comic book now, I won't write them off. Uh, but uh, the movie has made, you know, records. Of course, all records now are post-pandemic, or they always sure. have to put that out. But it made two hundred fifteen million, biggest uh, since pandemic began. That was on Disney Plus. Well, so, yeah, sixty million oh, was wait, from Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah, yeah, but guess how much you have to pay for? Oh, it. I don't care. Well, it's, a, it's the same as the other one. Yeah. Yeah, $30. Yeah. $30. So, so they made $60 million That's there. a ticket and snacks in the movie theater. <laughs> uh, it made $80 million domestic and then $78 million uh, overseas uh, to come up with the $215 million. Even though those numbers don't all add up to that, uh, I'm sure there's some fudging <laughs> box office math. But that's uh, the biggest opening since Star Wars, uh, the last one. Nine. Yeah, whatever that one. And it's the third highest. He's already erased it from his memory. <laughs> He's like Star Wars. Three, the last one. Episode three, the last one that came out. <laughs> it's the third highest Marvel movie origin story debut. Oh, really? It, yeah. But, I mean, they had to say debut of a character because, like, nothing's going to be Infinity War or Endgame. So, was, yeah. so this is more or less Black Standalone Panther or Captain origin, Marvel. Right? I feel like some of these statistics are getting into the bait, like sports statistics. I was watching uh, the soccer game this weekend. It was right after the end. And so they're just showing like stats of players and stuff. And they're like, 
This is the third win that they've had since their debut here with a play as a player from Italy. And it was just like there's six statistics that go into this one. He was a player from this country. He's got uh, two sisters instead of one. He, you know, scored, I feel like that's what you're kind of doing in the movies now. Yes. With some of those statistics. And I'm just like, okay, let's lay off on those. The global one's an important one for me, mm-hmm. right? And there's, uh, there's just scenes in here that answers questions that, again, you didn't know you needed answered, but you're like, oh, oh, they already said that in, like, one of the later movies. Now yeah. we know what this is. Uh, that then makes those scenes be like, holy shit. Like, so is it more of, like, the the film just, like, has a lot of stuff for, like, the ones who, fans who are paying attention in, like, the previous Marvel films? No, I mean, you could watch this or... straightforward and you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. But uh, the biggest thing, and I'm just saying a location, but do you remember when they talked about Budapest? Yeah, we don't talk about Budapest. <sighs> They explain what Budapest is. Um, I heard there was a Wolverine thing with Budapest. Is that not true? Like an Easter eggy thing? Oh, well, I may have missed that then. Guess you got to go but again, I want, Tony. Well, I, I plan on <laughs> wanting to see it again. I'm kind of glad you guys haven't watched it yet. I'll go with you guys. Out, wait, we're going to see each other outside of the podcast? I know, it's <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, moving on, uh, kind of glad that we didn't record last week because again, I would have had predictions on Loki that didn't come uh, true. Okay. Would have been completely wrong. Yeah. Cause I keep being completely wrong on that show and I'm loving it that I am. But and how I'm... can you be right when no one saw alligator Loki coming? Right. I mean, that's like the perfect demonstration of like, Oh, alligator Loki. Yeah. That wouldn't have been in anybody's prediction. Yes. You know? In fact, Alligator Loki came about because one of the writers just wanted to throw in an alligator, and they're like, why? Because he's green? And he just nods, like, yeah. Like, that's kind of the color <laughs> yeah, sure. variant yeah, for yeah, yeah. for Loki. And, and then, frog. And, uh... and really, when you think about it, like, how would that work? Was he a frost giant that turned into an alligator? Or is it just a world of alligators? Yeah. Which would be a way different... Um, that wouldn't just be, like, a like one-off like world that's that's a whole universe that's a whole universe yeah. of alligators of humanoids like, there's alligatoroids is they're like they're the as gatorins yeah, yeah. and yeah <laughs> you like you like that i one. still I've, I've seen it probably uh, 20 times but the meme of uh odin telling alligator loki that he's adopting oh, yeah. and the tear gets me every time man just because you're like no alligator loki it's to me you know, it's it's. I think the show is doing a lot of what like Mandalorian did, right? Mandalorian, great show, opens up, introduces Baby Yoda, everyone's heads explode. Yet Loki introduces Alligator Loki, everyone's heads explode, right? And now Baby Yoda's a little bit more important to the plot. Yeah, there we're not gonna see Alligator Loki ever again. Uh, you say that, <laughs> but at the whole internet is up in arms, yep. they're like wanting more of it. I think he's the, gonna the show Disney, up. Oh, the God. Disney toy well, department. Here's the thing. Why though? Why? Why, why would not? he show up again? Why? Because he's why? here. I'll tell you why. He bit off the arm of vote for Loki, and <laughs> <laughs> that's all we needed him to do. <laughs> so we already know they are making a Young Avengers. Why? Because they have showed so you many think young alligator Loki is gonna be the Young Avenger Loki, not Kid Loki, not Kid Loki. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Let me finish my sentence, man. <laughs> so you have Kid Loki, who obviously 
likes alligator Loki, and there you go. Oh, he's we will see him with him. As the Tote pet. around alligator yeah, Loki. Yeah, because we saw them both the like kind of was go he even off there? in the sunset. Was he even there with him at no, the end? They well was no. He, he carries they, they, alligator Loki off at the end. Yeah, they take yeah. off with, with old man Loki, but then old man Loki comes back and does his badass. That is oh, just the, Oh I like to call him OG Loki. Yeah. Okay. Instead of old that man is Loki. just that was such a dope scene. It really Old was. God Loki? Yeah, OG. that works. The original, original gangster. gangster Loki. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, there's so much within the... Yeah, it would have been just the last episode with... There was... You saw the frog Thor. Yeah, did you see the Thanos copter? I was going to get... That's my favorite thing. I was saving that for last. James Gunn tweeted out that he just was so happy they put it. I'm just so happy they put it. In. It was. It's one of the dumbest things. It really is. But really, it's one of the funniest things I, because you, if you know, you know. Uh, exactly. Most, I, I wish we would have watched it together because I was watching it with Josh and I was like, "Oh my god, it's the Thanos copter!" And he was like, "What? Is that a thing?" And I was like, "Yes, it's a thing." <laughs> he uses it to steal one of the Infinity Gems from Hellcat. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic Cube, actually, but <laughs> anyways, uh, well, just the just the pen- you don't even need to know the story, just the image of him yeah. flying the helicopter. So like, <laughs> so that says Thanos. Yeah, it says it on, and it's like, especially in the modern world, even if you have a brand new comics fan, right? They come into it, and you're like, oh, by the way, check out this helicopter, and they look it up, and they're like. Why did Thanos have a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a good helicopter. It's not like an Apache or something. It's yeah. So there's uh, there's a couple other cool kind of Easter eggs in there. The I don't know if you saw the Polybus uh, arcade cabinet or if you know the legend behind that. No, nope. I didn't see that. Well, okay. I didn't recognize it if it was there. okay. That was in the was it down in the bunker? Yeah, which is a huge uh, conspiracy uh, type thing with recruitment, uh, government, and and trying to find geniuses and all that. Uh, also, the USS uh, Eldridge. Trying to find what? Geniuses. Geniuses. Oh, the plot for The Last Starfighter. I mean, kind of. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the USS Eldridge, which was part of the Philadelphia experiment that... Uh, yep. Disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah, and, go, and now we know what happened with it. Uh, just those small things that the writers really, I don't know, just throwing those Easter eggs in, as great. well as the many other Loki variants, and I still, I'm gonna be okay if it's another variant at the end, but I'm also not gonna be okay. You don't think it's gonna be a uh... King? King? I really do think it's gonna be King. If they don't, it would be hard not to. I mean, well, obviously, I've been wrong on everything else though, so that's why I'm just bracing myself to being like. It's not going to be Kang, and it's going well, to be Mephisto. Well, we just need to be careful like, what you say you think it is, because the universe will make it not it's, that. Yeah, it's not Mephisto. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> Here comes Mephisto. Yeah. <laughs> they really, I mean, so more... The Mephisto thing was, like, people reaching, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there was a couple things that peop- the writers of, of WandaVision threw out there to kind of mislead people. But so many things in the show lead to Kang, that if they didn't do Kang, it would be like you would. Ha- you, you guys would need are the, the most, worst assholes yep. on the planet. You would also need the most expert writing possible to make it worthwhile that the reveal is not Kang. Right? Well, it uh, that castle looked like Doomstat though, which also I'm like, there's no way they would introduce Doom in this. Also, so there's no like, way it's not. But just and Kang just seems Kang's- everything that we know with everything of the TVA and. My brother just now is finishing uh, 
uh, what's the guy that's playing King? Uh, was in oh um the Lovecraft country yeah Lovecraft country so my brother's just finishing Jonathan that Majors, and he was saying you know how they they time travel back to Tulsa I go holy shit Matt that is King's origin story he <laughs> that's his first tidbit into time travel and since then too funny I gotta I gotta say just overall I mean there's there's tons of stuff packed into this for fans right yep. it's what they did with the Mandalorian too I think that's where I've really liked the direction WandaVision as well. It's just like if you're a fan of this, here's a bunch of stuff, like all those Easter eggs, just to make you feel cool watching it. Making the hours you've spent as a fan of this thing and that you've like reading books or watching shows, like paying off. But at the same time, it's just so uh, easy to consume, like the shows. Mm -hmm. And I think where uh, Loki, for me at least, shines a little bit more than WandaVision it, um, or Winter Soldier, um, Falcon Winter Soldier, is just that they're not just like leaving a billion plot holes open right they open this little thing and then they are neatly closing it with like something goofy and silly that matches the loki energy right so every episode so like we're coming up to it's just who who is it is it kang or who else that's all we really care about we don't yeah. feel mm -hmm. like we have a bunch of stuff baggage coming into the final right. episode on wednesday well even more easter eggs uh there's there's the line when they're sitting getting cold that many people were like he's a frost giant he shouldn't get cold but then yeah you, we know this but also he could lie to pretend to get close to her but then she also is like i'm cold too but yet she's a loki so she's a frost giant too so there's that connection there yeah but also she says you know her clothes are uncomfortable so something funny that's come out um the person who plays uh sylvie sofia di martino uh had a kid right before filming and oh. so the costume designer made a costume that was easy accessible for her to be able to breastfeed um her new child so it's one of those things where it's like is that kind of a nod of like it's not like they made it comfortable for you but you you know throw it in there or not or it's just kind of funny that on the heels of that now is an interview with one of the wardrobe people that said we did this for her and this and that. And, like, I'm pretty sure it was a line in there to kind of mm -hmm. yeah. give a nod to costuming because. Can I just point out that if you're a new mom and you're breastfeeding, everything that you wear is uncomfortable. It doesn't matter yeah, whether it was made true. to be comfortable or and not. And obviously that's probably, that might have been the reason why that line was in there too. But yep. I don't know. Just everything. Oh, the show is so good. And I, Loki is my spirit animal. Yeah. Uh, I'm. A so what you're saying to me is that he's saying that he. In order to have a relationship with a girl, he needs to find the alternate version of yourself, and that's the only way you're going to be happy. That's I keep looking for myself <laughs> in this world. We might want to get out of Grand Rapids. I think the odds of her uh, her being <laughs> in Grand Rapids are pretty well. Yeah. She's hiding in some apocalypse. We've somewhere. met most of the people here, so I'm sure I'd find her quicker if I won them like Mega Millions yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, there Somehow are... that just happens. Yeah. Girls like me now. Um, uh, I was yeah. going to say, going on to then the next series that's coming out, the What Ifs. Ugh. Have you guys seen the trailer for I did. that? I did, yep. I did. Yeah. Uh, I learned that the it's Chadwick's last uh, performance, which I knew that going ahead of time, but now that the trailer came out, more people are realizing that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's I'm happy, but also I'm like, I don't know, I might tear up a little bit mm -hmm. after seeing him being in charge of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But all of these, now I'm like, I can't wait. Like, it's going to suck each week because each week is going to be 
one a one shot one shot maybe they might have a crossover one but i don't know they all looked great from the trailer that i saw and i like the art style too Mm -hmm. and also this is one of those things where i've gotten more of my friends that have started to like nerdy comic book superhero movies that they've all watched invincible now that they're like that is so damn good but they wouldn't normally because it's a cartoon and I don't know why cartoon medium makes people think it's not, you know, for adults. But there could be things for adults. I'm I'm assuming this can be all ages. But again, it's part of Marvel. If you like Marvel and what they're doing, this is going to be very open to the multiverse. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. And another thing too, I don't know. Obviously, to be watching Loki, you have to have Disney Plus. The Simpsons just did a six minute little special thing on loki they did this before with star wars but it's loki comes to springfield and it's Hmm. a six minute little fun uh you know story uh towards the end all the people in town become uh you know a superhero of one sort or the other from the mcu and it was a fun little thing so that's something definitely to check out too if you have disney plus can i just say that i'm super excited about marvel zombies (laughs) <laughs> that was the thing that got me the most excited. I saw I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, I cannot wait. I also like the introduction of um, the uh, Into the Spider-Verse Spider-Man, Peter Parker. There's like a real quick shot, so I don't know if he's just going to be part of something or if they're going to do a what-if on Spider-Verse, but um, there's a lot in there. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, how many episodes are they making? Cause... A million and a half, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> You can keep going forever and ever and ever and ever. There's Howard the Duck. I mean, there's just so many you can do. That's the whole point of the what ifs. It could be anything, yeah. really. Yeah. You can. You could literally take one story and then do 20 different what ifs for it. Yeah, yep. it could be what if three people doing a podcast drunk on comics got superheroes. <laughs> Marvel, I know you're thinking about it. <laughs> Give us a call. Send us an email. <laughs> right, we'll tell you now. We'll sign off on anything or like this. Even if you want to make us look different. I don't care. Skinnier, maybe. <laughs> Let somebody else voice us. You know? oh, no. No, no. All we have is our voices, Anthony. <laughs> Listen, if Matt Mercer wants to come in and voice me, go for it, man. <laughs> no one can can do my, my yeah, signature say, she laugh. She has the signature laugh. She's, she's the only one that's irreplaceable. <laughs> You're going to get a vocal coach to come in and like work with you and then steal your laugh yeah, to somebody else. that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, in this fake reality that we're creating. <laughs> I'm just glad that it's coming out kind of timing-wise, right, end of Loki. Yes. Because that's also going to carry me closer to December because that's when Witcher 2 comes out, and that's what I'm super jazzed for. I'm a huge Witcher fan, so I liked the first mm, the season. I know I talked to a lot of friends who liked parts of it, but they're like, the time travel was so confusing. They're idiots, so yep. I ignore their opinions. Um, <laughs> Plebs. <laughs> It wasn't I, that confusing. It was like four episodes of time travel, and then they're like, by the way, it's this, and you're like, oh, okay. Was totally, when I first saw it coming out, and I saw Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. and his little costume with his hair, I was like, oh, God, he looks so stupid. Why do you think I'm growing this ponytail? <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched the show, and I was like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> you just like a man who swears. Oh, you just, get into it real quick with him i did actually read uh, an article that they had done an interview with them or no it was um they did the like a witcher con uh online uh this last week and during it they had like a this really long interview you could probably find online 
this like very very long interview with Henry Cavill about because he's like is instrumental in bringing this right. property to life um, on Netflix and so he kind of talked about how basically his accent in that is an accident <laughs> and because he was doing Superman uh, recently and like uh, his other acting he j- didn't know which voice to pick and just like spoke the line and they were like yeah take that is British yes yes okay yep so he didn't really know and so they love the oh fuck you know <laughs> 40 times and then he has season. to keep an accident up for the rest of the show yep yep <laughs> and yeah for seasons and seasons yep. hopefully so a lot of cool stuff coming out uh the the trailer's up for the witcher if you want to check that out um there's no more time travel likely maybe they'll have a little bit of flashback but it should be carrying on this point on from him training Siri or Cirilla. I think it's Cirilla is the full name, but she's like pseudo magical, you know, destiny, and he's the bodyguard kind of thing. It's yep. pretty cool. Cool. Uh, Lynn, did you come up with anything that you saw in the news? I hate it when you ask me that because you already know the answer to that question and you feel like you're really just throwing me under the bus. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I don't. So here's the thing. The one time I don't do that, you're going to be pissed at me of like, God, I had all this research that I did. Except we had a complete discussion prior to this where I said I didn't even look at the news this yeah, week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I have a memory said, of a goldfish. And he said, that's okay, I have things. And it turns out the thing he had was just Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Black Widow. I talked about the what ifs. I... I do have a little bit, and this is what we talked about earlier. I wanted your opinion on, right? Okay. So it's in the gaming world. Yes. Um, basically, Microsoft has put out like from their gaming directorate, like their plans of what they're going to do and stuff. They basically said they want games to be easier, right? So they want the "get good" phrase to disappear from the okay. gamers' lexicon. Uh, so there's a game called Psychonauts Two. That's sequel to Psychonauts, which came out in, like, 2005 okay, or something yep. like that. Very old, but very well. I mean, it's from Double Fine, so they've done a bunch of, like, the old uh, click adventures where, like, you investigate something on the screen. You keep clicking different things to interact with them. And oh, yeah. Puzzles. And they've come out with a couple games since then. Broken Earth is really good. Uh, but Psychonauts 2 will have an invincibility mode, which basically you can just walk around and never die. So oh, you can enjoy the story of the game. Yep. Like in Doom. Doom used to have God Mode. I was super upset when they did not allow you to have God Mode yep. in Doom anymore. So, I mean, that's the thing, right? If These are these are very much story-driven games. And so they're trying, you know, they're trying to push out the idea that, uh, you know, if your story's good enough, it should be able to survive on its own and not just because it's hard to get to the next yes. cutscene. I agree. So. Having just played the most recent Doom mm-hmm. and wasted way too much of my life, oh yeah, trying to beat That's that a tough one. that one stupid. What, what once I learned how to do it, I felt really proud the of myself. The guy with the shield. Yes. Yep, you got it. So like, you have to wait till he gets middle range yes. and attacks you. And you have to shoot his dog over and over again. Yep. And so I did feel it. I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit torn, because I did feel really proud of myself after I figured it out and was able to beat it. And when I got to the end of the game, I was like, I didn't lose it. Right? So, <laughs> because my child the whole time was like, I beat that in like five minutes. Well, and I will say one thing too, and Doom actually did this, so some games have done this in the past, but if you die enough on the same fight, Doom will give you a near invincibility mode 
an option like in the continue screen. I did not ever be like, earn that. Yes, I want the <laughs> I want the extra armor, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, I did earn that. So they yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, Psychonauts is introducing just the idea okay. of um, pure invincibility, and it's a an on off thing, right? It's not like the full thing. You're like, why well, really suck at this part? Invincibility. That on. being said, you still have to do oh, puzzles like and you still have to, you know, their boss fights aren't like beat them up type you know just overpower them it's usually a trick and stuff like that so do you think that maybe they're trying to keep that aging audience because i have noticed that as i get older it is harder to play games and like there's a there's a reason pros retire (laughs) like 27 (laughs) i felt too slow real real terrible playing that game especially again especially with the child sitting next to me being like this is easy i don't know why you're having such a hard time with it hey age happened to us it'll happen to him too (laughs) this is gonna be the first child strangled by a parent because you were shit talking them during a video (laughs) game um but also like why does it need to be that hard Mm -hmm. well i think that's one of the things right you look at like classic games uh castlevania turtles in time right all the nes stuff there wasn't save spots. You remember Echo the Dolphin came out and Mega Man, and it was like you could put a code in to just get to where you were, right? To the last level you earned. Um, but like Ghouls and Goblins, Ghosts and Goblins, stuff like that, if you die enough, you get to start all the way over from the beginning, mm. right? The last six hours of you playing yeah. in one run with no saves, right? I think they're kind of games game developers Kids these days don't know what it's like <laughs> in my day. Exactly. But I think that you know, games stopped doing that, right? You got save states and stuff, and then they were like, oh, the gamers want it to be hard and challenge again. And they forgot, it wasn't, cha- that we didn't like it because they were challenging. We liked those games because they were clever and new. Right. And they just so happened to be challenging because the technology didn't let you save. Right. They just didn't have enough memory to save. Yeah. So they thought it was because we liked it. It was, no, you were forced to no. do it back A in little the day. bit of a challenge is nice, but yeah. like near impossibility is fucking crazy. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, Witcher, the game wasn't that. Isn't that one where you don't get to save? Uh, you a lot? can. It's an uh, <laughs> it's an auto save. I mean, it's one of the things too, right? Some games now they have auto saves, um, and you can also have things like Iron Man mode. So it's a XCOM. It's like a tactical game, and your your team members can die, but you can save, or you can do Iron Man mode, which is like you get, you get one save. Mm-hmm. No, unfortunately, no Iron Man. Yeah, you just you have to be. It's like being Iron Man without the suit. So you have to be a genius so in order Stark. to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tony Stark mode. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> it automatically saves, right? So if yeah. you beat a level and you didn't like how the outcome is, f you, because we auto saved it for you, and you get one save slot. So you can turn it off. That's basically it. You can turn it off whenever you want and come back, but you don't get to undo any decisions. So I like it. I'm getting old too. As yeah. much as I'm a gamer. Sometimes just you want just to enjoy lose, the story. It, you really do just lose some of that hand-eye coordination as you get older. It's a fact. Yep. And I've, it has nothing to do with, like, you may have played video games your whole life, and as you get older, you're just going to slow the fuck down. I've seen it, Tony and I, playing kickball. We are not as uh, spry as we <laughs> used to no, be. We are not. I'm, I'm seeing, as because we're playing with the same people every season, we're all aging, together so you're all slowing together well and that's no nice. but other teams are coming in oh. that are younger 
Yep, that's the problem. New teams are younger. You guys and are going to have to join a senior league. <laughs> there's way more injuries than there used to be, too. I've got a lot of people being out with back problems for four weeks, and yeah. Yeah. All right. I got uh, three quick things before getting into booze in a book. Okay. So one, uh, Super Mario 64 sealed box uh, sold at an auction. Linz, could you guess how much it sold for? $36,000. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. It's it is more. It is 9.8 out of 10 quality. How much more? Then just take another one more guess, and then I'll tell $120, you. $120,000. Uh, add an extra zero. $1.5 million? Yeah. Million? $1.5 million. million? dollars? Yes. Why? I mean, I that's a know. great game. That's, I've actually heard some conspiracy theories that it was two people who knew each other who were trying to pump it so that they could then sell it to somebody else and who would believe oh. that it was worth more. But regardless, yeah. there was a transfer of $1.5 million <laughs> for a Nintendo 64 game and from someone, someone got a small... The auction house gets a small cut of that. Yeah, so for they, sure. They still lost money. Yeah. That's, oh. that's just nuts, though, to me. It really is, Makes me because now... it's not like the game is rare. Like, yeah, I get it. It's unopened. So what, you're just going to... Look at it for the you rest of it. your life. Yep, keep it in that nine point eight. It's, it's making me realize those magic cards that me and my brother invested in. They're going to be worth some money. Uh, Tony, that game came out like twenty five years ago. Yes, but if you already knew some of the speculation market for some of these cards, my brother's doing all that. I'm like, I don't want to know, Matt. But he's like, this card, this card. I'm like, holy shit! Like, yeah. I'm glad he's got a passion now. It can go real crazy real fast. You got to get on top. He's of turned it, into the before. Magic the Gathering. A version of an extreme couponer. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah that's fucked up. I'm just going to say it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. all fucked up. Damn rich up. people and their richness. It's so fucking crazy. It's not, I'm, it's not worth that much money. No. It's not. 100% It's agree. not. It's a great game. And actually, I would say... I would pay $50 for it new. <laughs> most of the community actually agrees with you, too. Yeah. They, that's good. It's kind of confusing why anybody would pay that it's much re- money It's really it. stupid. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about uh, Hiromu uh, Arakawa... The person behind Full Metal Alchemist was coming out with a new project. I was crossed my fingers it would be something Full Metal Alchemist. Well, it's not. But I'm hoping it's going to be something that will be turned in because I don't really read a lot of manga. Mm-hmm. But I love, I love that. It goes backwards. Yes, I keep being like, why do I have the ending? <laughs> like, hey, man. I, I think Benjamin I've, Button books. <laughs> I think I've talked about it here. I read Zero Hour backwards, so I know what you're talking about. But I, I'm just going to say, uh, this one, though, looks like it's going to take place in feudal Japan. Um, uh, with you know, There's very little details being released right now, but it seems like there's going to be different uh, type of uh, weaponed warriors and everything, and they're going to mainly focus on this archer um within this so uh i'll be happy if it turns into an anime where then more you know more anime for me to watch down the road um and then lastly this one's just great so uh i don't even know where to first i'll start with the slogan uh which dc posted this out the other day there are no limits in the world of dc black label well, the trolls are saying, well, actually, you kind of stop at Bruce's dick there. <laughs> and so they've just been all everywhere that they find this. They've just been posting the pictures from that. Like, uh, well, you do actually have a line. Um, and it's it's this. It's and, dick. It's bat dick. 
No, and, and it's funny. It's always Batman that's causing these controversies. Yeah. Like, yeah. just let the man be. I have the Bat Dick comic. I, how much is that worth now? It's it's not. It's pretty large. It's not the same amount that I paid for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worth more because there's penis in it. It's the only time something's going to be worth more because there's a penis in it. It's not something that I felt like I ever needed, but then it was there. And then it was like... <laughs> It's life. It's there. Whatever. It's not until people take stuff away that they make it a thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, I, oh my God. Like, if you actually look at the comic book, it's like barely there. It's like, not like they outlined a giant cock in all its veins <laughs> and all that shit on a fucking page. And they should have. <laughs> I would have preferred that. But no, it's just, you know, in shadow and like from a distance and stuff like that. It's like, okay, uh, you know, we all know Batman has a penis. Can we climb down from our high horses a little bit? <laughs> but he has no use for his mouth. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, booze in the book this week is Masters of the Universe Revelation number one. Now, this is the official prequel to the upcoming Netflix series. Yes, the Kevin Smith series. Yep, so this, uh, it says story by Kevin Smith and Rob David. Um, however, then there's Tim Sheridan that did the script and art by Mindy Lee, so I don't know how Tim and, and all them got involved. I mean, you know, obviously it's probably the thought kevin smith did yeah. it, but i don't know if this is his words within here right uh but obviously put his name up there was it was it did it go on for pages and pages and pages I, well, of dialogue? The thing, there is some of that where i was thinking <laughs> i could see this being kevin smith writing this shit uh and this has a little bit of time travel uh uh with he-man uh stepping through a gate to go to a before which again not giving away too much stuff but he was trying to figure out uh you know where um this entity came from and uh that's again it really seems like it's going to tie into the the show which mm -hmm. i'm planning on watching so i did want to get more of what this is going to be about because there was a phenomenal one that they did i think dc did it um a handful of years ago that got really dark and where you come to find out that orco was like the big bad behind everything and it it just it made sense and this yeah. one i was just happy to see orco being fun orco. orco so obviously not going down those weird dark paths That's but good. it was really a really kind of cool more um i want to say adult oriented but it seemed more less kitty and friendly which i also don't think this show is going to be that either i mean obviously it'll be more of for all ages but you Not can tell when there's when there's a you know <laughs> adventure time type thing yeah, and yeah. a Rick and Morty type show. Right. Your demographics are a little bit different. But anyways, uh, this was a good first issue. Um, it's said to be continued. I don't know how many are going to be involved in this, but uh, I enjoyed it and seeing the power sword being made and everything. And uh, with that, we're gonna pair it. So we're gonna pair this with uh, root of all evil ginger mead from Havoc Mead. So this is a meadery out of Vermont. And might I add on the can, it says it's woman-owned, which, Ooh! of course, I love. Um, this shit is delicious. It's very gingery. It kind of almost just tastes like ginger beer, but not like that smack in the face of, like, ginger beer, also a pound of sugar yeah, yeah. that you get with most. Um, also, it's 6.7%, so it's ginger beer that will get you drunk. 
<laughs> but it's got a great little ginger root when you want to get turned but you want that little bit of ginger it's yummy it really yummy i'll hit it up i love mead so i'll give it a try i love mead too uh well with that uh lynn's uh take us out with a quote no <laughs> <laughs> not one of your people that you can just boss around <laughs> wait i could have said no <laughs> Yes, yes, you could have said no this whole time. And then just been like, no, you do it. (laughs) Yeah, Tony, give us a quote. Uh, For the power of Grayskull! I was going to say spare new to your pets, (laughs) Bob Barker. Yeah, that's a good one. You should do that. Uh, With that, uh, stay thirsty for the power of Grayskull. (laughs) You took away my last line, Lynn. Yes, that's what you get for asking me to do shit.